0: chapter 8 of the purple flame by roy j snell this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by Lynn thompson chapter 8 trouble for patsy hardly had marian left camp when troubles began to pile up for patsy dawn had not yet come when she heard a strange kee-ying yi that certainly did not come from the herd collies and She looked out and saw approaching the most disreputable group of Eskimos she had ever seen Dressed in ragged parkas of rabbit skins and driving the gauntest most vicious-looking pack of wolf dogs These people appeared to come from a new and more savage world than hers a Rapid count told her that there were seven adults and five children enough of them to eat us out of everything even to skin boots and rawhide harness she groaned if they are determined to camp here who's to prevent them for a moment she stood there staring then with a sudden resolve that she must meet the situation she exclaimed I must send them on some way I must I can't let them starve they must have food but they must be sent on to some spot where they have relatives who are able to feed them the safety of the herd depends upon that with food gone. We cannot hold our herders with no herders We cannot hold the deer Marion explained that to me yesterday Walking with all the dignity her sixteen years would permit She approached the spot where the strangers had halted their dogs and were talking to old Terogloona. The dogs were acting strangely Sawing at the strong rawhide bonds that held them to the sleds they reared up on their haunches for all they were worth They smell our deer, Patsy said to herself it's a good thing our herd is at the upper end of the range She remembered hearing marion tell how a whole herd of five thousand deer had been hopelessly Stampeded by the lusty key of one wolf dog the reindeer is their natural food Marion had explained. If even one of them gets loose when there is a reindeer about, he will rush straight at him and leap for his throat. That's one more reason why I must get these people to move on at once, Patsy whispered to herself. To Terogloona, she said, What do they want? Terogloona turned to them with a simple, Sooner go pezuk he asked. What do you want? With many guttural expressions and much waving of hands the leader explained their wishes He say smiled Terogluna that in the hills about here are many foxes black Fox red Fox white blue and cross Fox He say that one want to camp here want to set traps want to catch foxes But what will they eat asked Patsy? terogloona having interpreted the question smiled again at their answer they will eat foxes he answered quietly and modestly for a moment patsy looked into their staring hungry questioning eyes they were lying and she knew it but remembering a bit of advice of her father's never quarrel with a hungry person feed him she smiled as she said to terogloona you tell them that this morning they shall eat breakfast with me that we will have pancakes and reindeer steak and tea with plenty of sugar in it capsetta Alinasa capsetta exclaimed one of the strangers who had understood the word sugar and was passing it on in the native word capsetta to his companions It was a busy morning for Patsy there seemed no end to the appetites of these half-starved natives even terogloona grumbled at the amount they ate, but Patsy silenced him with the words, First they must be fed, then we will talk to them. Troubles seldom come singly. Hardly had the last pancake been devoured than Terogloona, looking up from his labors, uttered an exclamation of surprise. A half mile up from the camp, the tundra was brown with feeding reindeer scarberry's herd he hissed oh exclaimed patsy they dare to do that they dare to drive their deer on our nearest and best pasture and what can we do to stop them must marian's mission be in vain must she go all the way for nothing if they remain the range will be stripped long before she can return Pressing her hands to her temples she sat down unsteadily upon one of the sleds of the strangers she was struggling in a wild endeavor to think of some way out then of a sudden a wolf dog jumped up at her very feet and began to ki yee in a most distressing fashion looking up she saw that three of scarberry's deer having strayed nearer the camp than the others had attracted the dog's attention like a flash a possible solution to her problem popped into patsy's head with a cry of delight she sprang to her feet the next instant she was her usual calm self Teragluna, she said steadily come into the tent for a moment i have something i wish to ask you the task which marian had set for herself the scaling of the mountain to the dark spot in its side was no easy one Packed by the beating blast of a thousand gales the snow was like white flint it Rang like steel to the touch of her iron-shod staff It was impossible to make an impression in its surface with the soft heel of her deerskin boots The only way she could make progress was by the aid of her staff One slip of that staff one false step and she would go gliding faster faster Even faster to a terrible death far below Yet to falter now meant that death of another sort waited her Death in the form of increasing cold and gathering storm Yet she made progress in spite of the cold that numbed her hands and feet in spite of her wildly beating heart Regardless of the terror that gripped her Now she had covered half the distance now two-thirds now she could be scarcely a hundred yards away and Now she saw clearly She had not been mistaken that black spot in the wall of snow was a yawning hole in the side of the mountain a Refuge in the time of storm could she but reach it all would be well Could she do it from her position the way up appeared steeper She thought of going back for the reindeer their knife-like hoofs cutting into the flinty snow would carry them safely upward She now regretted that she had not driven one before her vain regret to descend now was more perilous than to go forward so gripping her staff firmly pressing her breast to still the wild beating of her heart and setting her eyes upon the goal lest they stray to the depths below she again began to climb now she began going first to right then to left this zigzag course though longer was less steep up 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 she struggled until at last with an exultant cry of joy She threw herself over a broad parapet of snow and the next instant found herself looking down at a world Which but for the moment before had appeared to be reaching up white menacing hands at her Then she turned to peer into the dark depths of the cave She shivered as she looked her old fancies of fairies and goblins of strange wild people inhabiting these mountains came sweeping back and quite unnerved her the next moment she was herself again, and turning she called down to Atatak Woohoo, woohoo, bring the reindeer up. Here is shelter for the night. An inaudible answer came floating back to her. Then she saw the reindeer turn about and begin the long zigzag course that in time would bring them to the mouth of the newly discovered cave. And then, Marion said softly to herself. She was no longer afraid of the dark shadows behind her. In the place of fear had come a great curiosity. The same questions which have come to all people throughout all time upon discovering a strange cave in the mountains had come to her. Am I, she asked herself, the first person whose footsteps have echoed in those mysterious corridors of nature? Or have they been others? If there have been others, who were they? What were they like? What did they leave behind that will tell the story of their visit here? Marion tried to shake herself free from these questions it was extremely unlikely that anyone in all the hurrying centuries Had ever passed this way They were on the side of a mountain She had never known of a person crossing the range before so she reasoned But in the end found herself hoping that this cave might yield to her adventure loving soul some new and hitherto inexperienced thrill in the meantime, she heard the labored breathing of the reindeer as they toiled up the mountainside. They would soon be here. Then she and attatak would make camp, and safe from the cold and storm, they would sleep in peace. A great wave of thankfulness swept over her, and with the fervent reverence of a child, she lifted her eyes to the stars and uttered a prayer of thanksgiving. When the wave of emotion had passed, curiosity again gripped her. She wished to enter the cave. Yet shrank from it, like a child afraid of the dark. She feared to go forward alone, so drawing her parker hood close about her face to protect it from the cold, she waited for Attatak's arrival. Even as she waited, there crept into her mind a disturbing question. "I wonder," she said aloud. "I do wonder how Patsy is getting along with the herd." End of chapter eight.